0: Good morning. Uh, welcome. Uh, I'm glad that you're joining us this morning. Uh, whether you are a uh, part of Open Arms regularly, or you're just new tuning in, or you just tune in uh, sporadically, uh, we're just happy to have you here. And, and I pray, and I've been praying, that God would do a work in your heart, as Wanda prayed um, do a work in your heart, that, that He would do something that would change you, that would give you. Uh, uh, new light into truth, and to give you a change in your mind, and to be able to make you more Christ-like or to know God better. Um, those are the things that we're hoping that God will do through, by His Spirit to you through this message today. I'm glad that you're with me, and I'm glad that you're um, and that you've decided to take this time to spend it here. Um, and I believe this is where Lord would have you today. So. I wanted to be able to uh, share with you something a little personal. When I was, uh, uh, as I as a, being the only man in my home, um, I I have two daughters and, and a wife, and and oftentimes I'd be asked the question, "What do I think?" Meaning, what do I think of a hairdo, or, or what do I think of of uh, the clothes that they're wearing? And I had a a, a hard time learning this. Um, and I want to pass this advice on to young men. <laughs> I had a hard time learning that that they weren 't always looking for the cold, hard truth. sometimes it was to prompt me and uh, prompt me for a compliment maybe or something i, I didn 't always answer correctly i I have to tell you i i i just uh, i 'm a man and uh and, and i'm 'm a, a man that doesn't Think sometimes I've learned my lesson over the years, for the most part. But uh, sometimes the, it's not the truth that they were looking for. Uh, sometimes it's um, prompting something within us that they really need, wanted us to say or wanted us to want me wanted me to to um, compliment them on. Um, and so I say that um, because I, I, it's, it's a bit of a story behind what I really want to talk about today. And that's the seriousness of what it means to speak truth in love. That's the title of the message speaking truth in love. Um, we live in a world where uh, not everyone wants to hear the truth. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, the Bible says in, in the last days uh, people will be uh, getting, um, wanting to hear what their itching ears want to hear. I, I think that's true for uh, a lot of us, if not all of us, at some point in time. We really don't like hearing truth, especially if it, if it points out some flaw or some inadequacy in our lives. It's, it's the way it is. And, and, and not only don't we like hearing it, but we don't even like saying it. We, we struggle with speaking truth to people's lies people's because we know that there's a risk there. There's something that, we just, that the may not go well. We know that they may not take it the right way, and we would rather not speak that to them. It's a hard thing to do, isn't it? It's a hard thing to do. But, and, and even when it's done with good intentions, it may not be well-received. I want to use an illustration. Um, I want you to use your imaginations, which may be hard for you this morning. This is just just to to get your juices flowing, so to speak. It may be too early for you, but just try. Just engage. um, Entertain me, okay? Suppose that you had someone that you really, really loved and you really, really cared for. Suppose that you had somebody that just needed to receive this package that you were... And you were the only one to deliver it to them. Um, maybe there was a, a specific need for this package. Use your imagination. Maybe it was a cure for an illness. Maybe it was a, a some something that they really needed to, uh, to, to further their life. Something that they really needed in their lives. Use your imagination. Something that they really, really needed. And you knew that they needed it. And you wanted them to have it because you loved and cared for them. And it was for their own good. So you had this package, but this package was heavy. This package is so heavy that you had to drag it, and you had to drag it, you have to drag it not not only just across flat land, but you have to drag it over mountainous territories, you have to drag it through um, unpredictable weather, you have to drag this package, but your your whole mindset is to get this package to the one you love because you know that they need it. So you're dragging this package along, are you with me? You're dragging this package along behind you, and you're, and you're and, and it's hard, and it's a struggle, and it's taking a long time to get there all the while you realize or you know in your mind that the person that you're taking this package to may not even receive it they may not even want it you may get there after all of this hard work of all the trials and all the burden that you've put yourself through just to get this package to the one you love because you know that they need it that that once you get there there the reality is they may not even receive it that's hard isn't it so what would you do you know they need it, and you know there's going to be hard work getting there. Would you not deliver it anyway? Would you not risk that? That's kind of what it's like when we are delivering truth, just some in some cases where it's hard truth. It's truth that people need to hear, and sometimes it's going to be a burden. It's going to weigh down on us, and sometimes we're not really wanting to do it because of the struggle behind it. But the, but the truth is, the truth is, until we deliver that truth, we're not loving the person. And, and, so, and, and, you know, it's a matter of how you do it as well. But I'm saying, but sometimes we negate the, the doing it out of fear of the risk of, of doing it. And that's not love. And that's the point I want to make with, uh, to you today. I want you to understand something. There's something about delivering this special package of truth that the other person needs, that you love so much, that matters so much to you, that's going to cause you to be uncomfortable and maybe even the receiver to be uncomfortable. That's the bottom line. If you don't hear anything else in this message, if you click off right now, take that truth home with you because that is a, that is a, a solid um, need that every single person needs to understand in this world. We don't live in a world primarily that holds that um, as a priority, but that is a need, a necessity in life. And you'll understand more as we go along. You know that I mentioned that it is hard for for us, and we're going to get to a scripture in a moment. But it's hard for us to be able to deliver a truth. Sometimes it is hard. It is it causes anxiety in our hearts. We know that we're going to have to confront somebody. We know that they may not receive it well, but we want to deliver it because we love them. Now, on on a side note, there are those, and I, you know. First of all, I'd just like to say that, you know, I think of the closest people in my life, the people that I respect the most are those who would deliver truth to me, even though it's uncomfortable. Because out of that, I understand that they truly love me and they truly care for me. It is out of speaking truth into my life that I understand the sincerity of their heart. Now, now there's there's another side to this because there are some who, who will deliver truth or part truth to you that are doing it out of a selfish agenda or selfish ambition. It's for their own agenda. And, and you need to know the difference. You need to know the difference. What does that look like? How does it look like when somebody is delivering the truth to you, what, how is it different from those who love you to those who are just doing it because they have an agenda to fulfill? They have a selfish desire. There is a difference. And I want to tell you that one of the things that we will find in someone who's trying to deliver the truth to you out of love is it won't come easy. It won't come easy when somebody is trying to speak a truth into your life that you need to hear out of love and compassion for you it will not come easy to the one who's about to deliver it to you it will not be it, there'll be an anxious feeling there will be a, a struggle because they know there's risk there's no there's risk and they know that they they need to 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 tell you, but and and the only reason that they are telling you is because they love you. But it's hard because there is a risk. Maybe in the relationship, there is a risk of them rejecting you. There is a risk, and that is that is how you that is one way you understand and know that when a truth is being delivered to you, it's being delivered to you from a sincere, genuine love for you, truth and love. There's others who will deliver a truth that may have some sort of idea that they have an agenda in place right and, and i and, and they they maybe have a motive behind it it's really not out of concern for your well-being it's in their concern for what they want to see happen and and you know those aren't always bad but i'm just saying that there is a difference there is a difference so it's not only a difference when you receive it but pay attention there's also a difference when you are a deliverer of it do you know that there's difference do you know that the truth that you're delivering is delivery because you love and care for the person that is the most important thing so i want you to turn your bibles to 2nd corinthians chapter 1 2nd corinthians chapter 1 we're going to start in verse 23 here in a moment and and we're going to read to um, chapter 2 verse 4 um, and I'll, i want you to i'm going to explain this in context before we read it but before we do that, let's pray to ask God to speak to us through His Word. Father God, I thank you for this truth. <laughs> I thank you that truth is so important, and how it it just uh, it, it joins together so much with love, God. And they 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 are such great partners with one another. And God, I pray that today that we will have a. Uh, a new insight into how they mold together and the importance of them molding together and, and how sometimes this may not be easy, but how important they are, to how important it is for us to speak truth into those lives that we care about and we love. And I hope as Christians, that's everyone. And God, I pray that you will, Lord, that, we'll, that you will bless us with understanding and insight that by your spirit you'll do a work in hearts today, including my own, in Jesus' name, Amen. So before we read this, before we read the context of or read the, this passage, I couldn't read it all to you. So you, you just gotta get just a, a for what's going on here. Paul, Apostle Paul, uh, we know wrote four letters to the Corinthians. Okay, now the first letter was lost. Okay, and the third letter was lost. Now, in the Bible, we have two letters. It's the second letter and the fourth letter. We call them First Corinthians and Second Corinthians, but they are not the first. Uh, they are not the first and second letters. They are the second letters and the fourth letters. Are you following me? And so Paul had wrote previous letters before both of these letters. Okay, okay. So here, here's what here's what's happening in this. In this letter, Paul was telling the Corinthians how much he loved and cared for them. He really is emphasizing this. He really wants to know how much he loves them. He emphasizes this all over and over again in many different ways. He's really showing them that he really cares for him, because previously, through previous visits and a previous letter, he had written them, written them I'm sorry, written them a letter to rebuke them. He was written, written them a letter to, to make some things straight. They were, there were, there was divisions in the church and there was false teaching in the church. And there was these people that were living for, for, uh, contrary to the teaching he had taught them. And this was the church. This was what was going on in the church. So he was feeling very grieved and brokenhearted because of what was happening. He was feeling very grieved. And so he'd, he'd made a couple of visits. He'd written a letter. The last letter he writ, had written was not all that, according to what we read here and, and through Second Corinthians, was not all that nice. It was more of a, uh, a, a, a idea of of getting them straightened out, <laughs> of being straightforward with them, of telling them how it was, and what they needed to do, and how they needed to to straighten out. And and so we don't know the, all the content of that letter, but we do know that it was it was a letter of rebuke, and you can tell that by when, when we read Second Corinthians. And and so when we look at this, we understand the context of what we're about to read here in a moment, okay? We look at how uh what's going on here. Now listen to Paul's heart. I really want you to listen to Paul's heart. Okay? He had just written a letter before and he had just written a letter and he, he's kind of a addressing some issues in their lives he's telling them uh he's telling he's being straightforward he's kind of doing a rebuke thing to them he's kind of telling them that what they're doing is wrong and he's trying to straighten them out okay this is the letter previous to this one so listen to his words just out of these few uh few verses here i call god as my witness and i stake my life on it that it was in order to spare you that I did not return to Corinth. In other words, he didn't want to go back and rebuke them and didn't want to go back to a place where it was still not in order and the way it should have been running. He didn't want to do that. He says, in order to spare you, I I don't want to go back there and do that again. Not that I lord it over your faith, but we work with you for your joy because it is by faith you stand firm. So I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you. For if I grieve you, who is left to make me glad but you whom I have grieved? I wrote as I did, so that when I came, I would not be distressed by those who should have made me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you that you would all share my joy for i wrote you out of great distress and anguish of the heart of heart and with many tears not to grieve you but to let you know the depth of my love for you you see you see paul's heart here he really loves the corinthians he really loves them and so but it, it didn't this, these words come after a rebuking letter these come after some hard truths the truths that they really needed to hear, but he really wants them to know, you know what, I, I didn't do this for any other reason out of concern for you, out of love for you, out of compassion for you. This is why I wanted to tell you these hard truths. These are why I wanted you to know these truths, because I love you and I care for you. If I was just to let it go, in other words, if I was just not to say anything at all, then that would just show my my lack of care my lack of love if i if i just was to leave you alone and never write you or never never go see you it would just be because i just didn't care but i do care i do love you i i want you to know that the rebuke that i have for you the the correction i want to give you is because i deeply care for you do you understand that this is what paul's heart is you can see it you can you can see the agony in his in his letters you can see it in it, if you really read for how he's writing it, he's really trying to convince them, you know what, I really, really, really do love you. Do you know, do you know that if there is never any hard truths in your life, if there is never any hard truths in your life, if there's never any hard truths spoken to your life, then there's a lack of love there. There's a lack of love. There's a lack of something that we need. There's a lack of something that we need. You know, I, I shared, you know, the closest people, the people that I really respect the most are those ones who speak those hard truths into my life. Some good friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, my own wife. But it's not always easy to take, is it? It's not always easy to take hard truths. It's not always easy to take those things that penetrate your heart and, and kind of make you feel inadequate and like you're missing out and you're not doing things right. It's not easy to take. But when we understand the love and the grace and the mercy of God, and when somebody is obedient to speak truth into our lives out of that love, we understand that that, that that is really where it's at. And when I am ready to receive it, even though it hurts, even though it kind of makes me cringe sometimes, even though that is true, I know that that truth is spoken in love. That truth is spoken in love. How often is someone speaking truth into your life? You know, uh, sometimes it's so uneasy. I've avoided speaking truth in other people's lives sometimes because it just makes me feel uncomfortable. But you know what I'm doing when I know that I need to speak a truth into someone's life? Gently and and passionately and carefully, for sure. But you know what happens when I avoid it altogether? I'm not loving them. I'm not loving them, really. That's the truth. That's the truth. That might be a, a cold, hard truth, but that is the truth. That is the truth. Even, even when we raise our children, when we uh, want them to be more happy, than we want them to know the truth that's going to save their very soul or, or uh, you know, make them feel comfortable or make them love you and like you. When you put that before speaking truth into their life, you're not really loving them. And I know that's a cold, hard truth, but it is the truth that is the truth that's why that's why we need to pay attention to what it means to to love with truth speaking the truth in love may not be what you automatically thought it was all about it's not all it's not all and i'm saying you can do it gently and you can do it uh, you know with you need to do it carefully and you need to do it gently when you can but but doing those things um without speaking truth, being gentle and loving and kind and telling people what they want to hear and building them up without ever telling truth is speaking truth into their life. You're missing out on an essential part of what love truly is. It's true. You're missing out on that. Uh, You know, it comes down to, to what motivates you. What motivates you? what motivates you to, to speak into another person's life we can speak into someone else's life and we can want them to hear truth but then sometimes we 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 kind of want to water that down we do, we really don't want them to 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 hear exactly what they need to hear so we'll avoid that as much as possible and that and and we're not doing them any good whatsoever uh, one of the lessons, like I said, one of the lessons I've learned about true love and speaking the truth in love is for someone who's doing it truly in love, it, it never comes easy. You'll find that someone speaking some, maybe a, a smidget of truth to your life, um, someone with a critical spirit was always kind of speaking to you about things, telling you what they think is true, You'll find that in contrast um, because it is not love that they're speaking it through. If they find it easy and they do it often, it's probably not done in love. (laughs) If it comes too easy and it's not done uh, and it's done often, then it's probably not done in love. But if it's hard for your brother and sister or it's hard for someone to speak truth in your life and they sit down, they agonize over it. Just like Paul was with this letter. He's agonizing. He's agonizing over this. You know, I just want you to know that I really, really do love you and I really need to speak this truth to you and I really want to speak this truth to you because you, it is so important that you understand this. Not because of of me. I know that there's a risk here. You may not even speak to me again. You may not even want to talk to me again, but I need you to know the truth because I care for you and I love you that much. Does that make sense to you? Because that's what speaking the truth in love is. And sometimes it comes painfully. And sometimes it comes in spite of happiness. And sometimes it comes because it needs to be told. And there's no other way to, to say it. But you do it as gently. You pray over it. You do it as gently as you can. But, but don't, don't negate it. Don't stay away from it because it is hard. Because that's not love. Proverbs 27 6. If you turn your Bibles there right in the middle, Proverbs 27 6, just a little short passage here, a little short verse, I should say. But there's so much truth in it. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. You know, people can tell you all the loving and kind things that, you know, that you think that they're just building you up, flattery and just, just it, 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 the world has this deception about it that says that's love. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't build one another up, because that's biblical. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, we shouldn't encourage one another, because that's biblical. I'm not saying these things, that we shouldn't do these things. I'm just saying, what is the motive behind what you're saying? And if there is never any truth spoken, is it really, really love? If, it's really, if a person is not doing the hard thing for you because they love and care for you, is it really, really love? You know, this is one of the hardest things I got to, to do as an evangelist, is, it, is God has placed on my heart a love. For each and every soul that I speak to, I, it, it is true. I, I know who I am. I know that I am a sinner, and I am undeserving of God's grace and mercy. But I know that if I am a, uh, uh, that because of that, because of the God's grace and His mercy on me, and how much love He's shown me, even though I am a sinner, even though I've fallen short, even though these things, He's placed upon me as He as He does many believers. Should be all believers a love for mankind, and there's not one single soul that i don't love because of the power of the glory of god he has given me this love for mankind and sometimes i have to speak hard truths and that's not easy but don't listen to those who are going to butter you up with sweet whispers in your ears just to make you feel good i'm not saying that i i I shouldn't do that as well but i'm saying that sometimes sometimes that's all you hear that's all you hear and if you never hear the hard truths, you're missing out on something great. You know, as a believer in Christ, one of the greatest things that's ever spoken to me is when I listen to messages, and God just and He penetrates my heart and He says, "Doug, you're not doing good here. <laughs> you're not doing right here. You need to, you need to you need to repent. You need to turn. You need to stop doing that, and you need to turn to Me." Those are one of the sweetest. Those are the sweetest words that I ever hear coming from God. I, I, I love being encouraged and I love being built up. But when I really know that I'm being loved and cared for is when I feel conviction in my heart for a wrong that I'm feeling or a wrong that I'm doing. It's when, when I need to know that I'm going in the wrong direction and my brother or sister takes me aside and said, listen, you need to hear this because I love you and I care for you. And I know that you may not want to hear it from this. And I know that you may not like it, but I, I need you to hear this. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard to speak truth. And you know what happens? You know what happens? Here's here's a cold hard truth. You're ready for this? Sometimes we don't like we like speaking nice things to people with a selfish motive. Because when we speak the nice things to them, and we need to check ourselves on this, when we speak the nice things to them, we're, we're we're wanting them to think more highly of us. <laughs> it's not really a, a a compliment for them; it's a compliment with myself in mind. <laughs> and, you know, I, I want them to know that I uh, I'm thinking highly of them right now, so they will think more highly of me. <laughs> uh, those that's that's not cold heart truth ephesians 4 my theme verse for today's passage ephesians 4 starting uh verse 15 i'm sorry instead of speaking the truth in love we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is in christ instead speaking enough, he's talking about maturity here he's talking about those who are, who are led astray by false teaching because they're just not they're not really listening to truth they're really just listening to things that they want to hear. And this is the context of this passage. But instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, become in every respect, and a mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. That is how we grow in Christ. That is how we become more Christ-like. Is that God allows us people to speak truth into our lives? His word speaks truth into our lives in a way that sometimes just kind of takes takes a toll on us, and we and we feel this like, oh, that hurt. Or, oh, that was hard to take. But then we examine it and we know it is exactly what we needed to hear. And when we hear exactly what we needed to hear, we we become humble. We repent and we turn. And we become more Christ-like. This is how we grow in Christ. This is how we grow in Christ. Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, wrote a, a book called Life Together. And... Uh, and, and, and uh, I was sharing with guys earlier that there's a lot of good things in that, and um, but one of the things he talks about is the difference between a human love and a spiritual love, a human love and a spiritual love. And you're, and right, well, what's the difference there? Well, the way he puts it is, is you know, naturally, naturally in mankind, in in us, naturally we have this human love where our um, how's he put it here? He says, "Human love is directed to the other person for his own sake. Spiritual love loves him for Christ's sake. You get that? Human love loves him for his own sake. You know, he's going to give him everything that he wants to hear and everything that he desires to hear. What does itching ears want to hear, basically? Or what her itching ears want to hear, basically? But but spiritual love loves them for Christ's sake." Let me ask you, parents, how are you loving your children right now? Are you giving them everything they want? Are you, are you taking the easy route out? How about your spouses? How about your, how about your friends? Are you coming along? Do it gently, I'm telling you. <laughs> do it gently and, and do it with wisdom. Gentle as doves, as wise as serpents. But speak truth into people's lives. But not only speak it, don't be always a speaker, but be ready and willing to receive it. And and pray for it. Pray, God, will you allow someone to speak truth in my life? If there's something in my life that I just shouldn't be there, as hard as what's going to be, God, as hard as what's going to be to take, I need someone to speak truth in my life to reveal that to me so that I can grow and become more like you. I need to know the truth because I know that when I hear the truth, I am being loved like I've never been loved before, even though it's hard even though it's hard. Spiritual love loves truth, but here's what human love does. Human love often rejects truth. Did you know that? It rebels against truth. Because human love says, I want to fulfill your needs, but, but God's truth has no part in it. You know, I, I want I want you to be happy, and I want you to 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 live a life to to get all of what you want. That's what I want most in life. But I I I, I hesitated holding or, or speaking truth into your life because you know that's that's going to conflict with your happiness. Did you know that truth sometimes conflicts with your happiness? There's a joy that comes in the morning. <laughs> But tonight you may weep. Sorrow comes in the evening when you hear the truth being spoken. Sorrow may come first. Brokenness may come first. But joy comes in the morning. Joy comes with the repentance. Joy comes with the, with the rebuke. Because after a while you understand that you've needed to hear that. You will not grow until you've heard the truth spoken to you. Sometimes it's addressing a conceived conflict between two parties sometimes it's addressing another's behavior or concern uh, about their witness or their health and, and spiritually in this world sometimes it's urgent and sensitive and time sensitive all of these need to be done with sincere love and they need to be received with an understanding these are hard truths the heart the truth about truth and love is a hard truth <laughs> um sometimes sometimes we get you know uh, as an evangelist i sometimes get um rebuked or kind of made fun of because I'm speaking passionately <laughs> um uh, about the gospel of jesus christ uh, but i want to give you an illustration if you're listening today and you and you if just and you're thinking okay why does why do Christians push or should why do christians push christianity on people or why do they seem so out of it about people hearing the gospel why can't they just leave people alone let me ask you something i'm going to give you a scenario if i if, if, if there was a fire in the woods behind you your house and i was your neighbor and i deeply cared for you would i go up to your house door and say you know what i think it might be a good idea if you leave i don't think you're very safe you know, I, I just think there's there's probably some danger in the neighborhood. and You know, you can do whatever you want. I really, I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to force you. I don't want to push the issue, but I really want you to, to just consider getting out of your house. I just think that you're probably not very safe right now. Or would it be a knocking on the door and screaming, Get out of the house! <laughs> Get out of the house. Your house is is about to burn down. Your house is about to burn down. You need to get out of the house. Sometimes, sometimes you need to hear the truth and it needs to be spoken passionately to you because your house is burning down. And because all around you, you need to understand that if you die tomorrow, if you die tomorrow and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have not trusted them then as your Lord and Savior, if, if, I, if I avoided speaking to you, if I said, well, no, I need to spend some few years getting to know you and, and build relationships, relationship, sometimes that doesn't work. Sometimes I just need to speak truth into your life that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. And if you die tonight and you never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you would spend eternity in hell and i love you too much not to tell you that and people may say well i just don't want you to be offended and i just don't want you to i don't want to be too rough and too harsh with you and sometimes sometimes you have to be gentle and not not all the time you need to be able to you need to speak to someone with that kind of passion but sometimes sometimes you just need to say get out of the house because your house is on fire and i love you too much and 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 you know what if my neighbor's house was on fire whether they are an enemy or a friend i would do everything i could do to get them out i would i would go in i would drag them out if i had to because i love them this is how this is how spiritual love separate from human love spiritual love loves even your enemies spiritual love loves even your enemies with the truth I want you to skip down to um chapter seven. Skip over to chapter seven in Second Corinthians. Because there's a there's a finish to this story, or there's a, a continuation of the story. And Paul's rebuke in 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 his letter that he spoke to um to the Corinthians. Listen to listen to these words, okay? Pay attention because this is this is what happened, this is how he expresses what happens from his previous letter. Listen to this. Make room for us in your hearts. Second Corinthians, I'm sorry. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 7, starting in verse 2. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have exploited no one. I do not say this to condemn you. I've said it before, that you have such a place in your hearts that we would live or die with you. You, you You have such a place in our hearts that we would live and die die with you. I have spoken to you with great frankness. I have great pride in you. I am greatly encouraged in all our troubles. My joy knows no bounds. For when we came to Macedonia, we had no rest, but we were harassed at every turn. Conflicts on the outside, fears within... But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us. Comforted us by the coming of Titus. Now, get this is where, where we see an answer to his rebuke, and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort you had given him. He told us about your longing for me, your deep sorrow, your ardent concern for me, so that my joy was greater than ever. Ever even if i caused you sorrow in my letter i do not regret it though i did not i did regret it i see that my letter hurt you but only for a little while yet now i am happy not because you were made sorry but because your sorrow led to repentance for you became sorrowful as god intended and so we're not harmed in any way by us. You hear that? As God intended. Sometimes God intends for sorrow so that we will turn to him. So we will turn, so we'll know the truth. Sometimes truth causes sorrow in order for us to turn away from it. Sorrow comes in the evening. Joy comes in the morning. They're both... Um, uh, We do need people to build us up and encourage us. Sometimes it comes, but sometimes that building up and encouragement doesn't come with flattery. I'm not saying that we shouldn't, and I'm not saying that we don't do that often, but sometimes, sometimes the love and the building up comes with cold, hard truth. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. And I believe And I'm really hoping that we can understand that and grasp this and understand that that this is how God intends it to be. Jesus came on the scene. You know what his first words were when he started preaching? Just like John the Baptist, or we don't know if his first words were, but as he started preaching, repent, (laughs) the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. There's an urgency behind the gospel of Jesus Christ you have a problem with your brother and sister in Christ don't leave it for the devil to do his work there if you, if you have a, spe- a, a truth to speak to someone do it with love and kindness but do it do it prayerfully do it speak truth the devil works in secrets but God says I need you to speak truth and I know it won't be easy and I know I know that if, if you're a receiver of truth it may not be easy But both deliverer and receiver need to understand the importance of these things and how Christ does his greatest work in truth because it's combined with love. They're co-joined together. Without truth, there is no love. They are together. They're mates together. And sometimes it's hard. Often it's hard because we want to hear what our itching ears want to hear. That's what we do. We want to hear those things I can't wait for somebody to build me up. Good message, Doug. (laughs) I suppose I'm not going to hear that so much anymore. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, if nobody is speaking truth in my life, then I'm concerned. Concerned. Am I unapproachable? Are people loving me enough to tell me? Tell me. Help me. Help me. Is that your attitude? Help me. To know what needs to change in my life, because I need that. I need you to speak truth into my life. You know that. I'll just finish with this thought, and then, and uh, I think that we we often don't think of this this way, but but the truth is that when we read in Ephesians that that God is doing a work in us, it says in God, or I guess it was in the Corinthians. God was doing a work through the Corinthians, says, Paul says, so God would finish the work. God would be able to do the work in you. That's why the this letter accomplished what it was supposed to accomplish because God did a work. He brought sorrow so there would be repentance. He brought sorrow. God did that, right? So every time, and don't go out looking for somebody to rebuke <laughs> if you don't do that. You just know that when God is convicting your heart, he's, he's like asking you to be the conduit of his love to the other person. And he's asking you to speak truth into their lives. When you do that, you have the privilege and honor of helping that person be more like Christ. When you do that, when you, when Christian, as you speak the truth of the gospel into someone's life, as hard as it may be, and as much as a risk as it is, when you're speaking that truth into their lives, you may be joining with God to save that person's soul for all eternity. How could you get any better than that? for a few minutes of being uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, uh, truth is, is hard, but it's necessary. And I hope you understand now, just this piece, I mean, there's so much to speak on this, but just this, this piece right here about what it means to speak the truth in love. What are you going to do with that? Are you ready to receive it? Or if God is speaking to you now to speak to someone else, are you ready to do that? What are you going to do? need to ask yourself a question maybe you've joined us today and this is the first time and maybe this pretty heavy message but it's it's truth no matter if you're in christ or out of christ but but the, the the truth is is that uh i want to christ loves you too much not to tell you the truth and i will stand accountable to god and so we need to be able to speak truth to one another um does that make sense to you i hope that it does I hope that it does. You know, we have a Zoom meeting right afterwards, probably about five minutes or so. We're going to start our Zoom meeting. I encourage you to look at your page. I think it's on your right-hand page up top. You'll see a link. Just click on that link. It takes you right to the room, the Zoom room. It takes you right there, and we'll have a time of coffee and fellowship. And Whether you've been with us before or not been with us before, join us for uh, some just some talk and some listening and maybe some sharing some asking questions, whatever you want, you know, just a, just a short little time together after the service. I hope that you will click there. I hope to see you there. Let me pray with you. Father God, thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you have spoken tr- truth into my life and you've put people in my life that are willing to, to be uncomfortable to risk speaking truth into my life because they love me. I know that that is why, God, and it just overwhelms my heart to know that people would love me that much. May we all receive that truth in, in that way. May we all love one another enough to, to be able to do that gently and, and, and examine whether we are speaking in love or with selfish ambition and our own agenda. God, I pray that you will help us to be able to be um, speakers of truth and love. And we may see kingdom work done here in this world because of it. In Jesus' name, amen.